Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Let's pray, shall we? Thank you, Father. Father, God, we worship You in spirit. We worship You in truth as we've given our whole lives to You in worship right now. And Father, as the Word comes forth this morning, I ask God that You use my lips like a pen as a ready writer. I thank You, Lord, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You have anointed me to preach the Gospel so that faith can be lifted up, so people can be set free today, so people can walk, Lord, in a manner of faith and not out of fear. And I thank You, Lord, that today, as You help me articulate everything that You want me to preach, Lord, that You will use my lips like a pen as a ready writer. Lord, that You will help me because Your grace is here for me. But more importantly, Lord, that Lord, that the Word that goes forth will shift us from a place of indifference, Lord, of fear, to a spirit of faith that will rest upon us throughout the rest of our lives, throughout this week in particular, in Jesus' Name. Amen. Awesome. I'd like to say hello to those who are online joining us. Welcome. It's great to have you with us. And uh, this morning, I, um, the title to my message, if you're taking notes, is Encountering Faith. You know, as we believe the best, as we believe the best and plan for the unknown and pray, we've got to pray like never before. I believe now is the time like never before, God wants us to encounter Him afresh have a fresh encounter with Him. And He wants us to manifest His power and His presence in our everyday life, in our work, in our schools, in our universities, in our homes, in our church, wherever we are, He wants us to manifest His presence and His power. Who believes that? Come on. The precept is though, we must first remain strong in our faith, bold in our belief and kind in our relationships. You know, I'm, I'm always amazed at the Apostle Paul. He had a Damascus experience. He had an encounter with the Lord that changed the trajectory of his life and purpose. Prior to that, he was persecuting Christ's followers and he was present at Stephen's um, at stoning. But you know, in that time, there was lots of unknowns for the Apostle Paul. But because of his encounter, his faith never swayed. His motive was to fulfil the Gospel, to spread the good news of salvation to both Jews and Gentiles, to reach far beyond what anyone else could do. And he achieved that in every way. But he also carried God's presence and power. He was the most courageous, faith-filled man in the New Testament from my point of view. He impacted because of the encounter he had and he used it for God's glory. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, Paul here speaking to the church of Corinth sums it all up for us, for us to stay on course. How many believe that it's time that we just continue to stay on course? Amen. And this is what he says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong and do everything in love. First and foremost, for you and I, we've got to be on guard. 
We've got to guard our hearts. Proverbs chapter 4 tells us to guard our hearts for out of it flows the issues of life. It's important that we guard our hearts. He says to stand firm in the faith. Like never before, we've got to be grounded in God's Word. We've got to be immovable when it comes to God's Word. And then he goes to say, be courageous, be strong. It's not just there, it's throughout the whole Bible. We're commanded to be strong and courageous. This is a time for us not to shrink back, but it's a time for us to slay our Goliath of intimidation, fear and doubt, that we become bold in our belief. And lastly, he says, and do everything with love. Speak the truth in love. See, the opposite of fear is not faith. The opposite of fear is love. Because His perfect love casts out all fear. It's receiving His love and being able to give out of that love that we've received to others. That's how faith operates. And there's three things that must remain. Faith, hope and love. But love is the greatest. You know, um, during the Christmas break, I have a confession to make. I got hooked with one of these Netflix series. It was called Manifest. I don't want to spoil it for you in case you want to watch it, but it had me right at the beginning when the mother said this scripture from from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. She said, Children, all things work for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Now, let me just say up front here, I don't endorse everything that's in this movie. There's a lot of twisted stuff in it. There's uh, New Agey connotations. There's a mix of Buddhism there. It's quite twisted and there's a lot of counterfeit stuff. But you know what? It still had me because I'm grounded in God's Word and I knew what to throw out and what to keep, right? And it's about 200 passengers who were on a plane and for some reason they were gone for five and a half years and something happened on the plane. They came back the same age and for others, for them it felt like a day missing, but for others it was five and a half years. And you know, for me, it was highlighting a particular family. They had an encounter and they came back to this place where they would receive callings and these callings would be visions and through these visions, there would be signs and wonders and miracles that took place. And the daughter was the only one that didn't, have, didn't receive that calling, but she, she resented it at first, but later she accepted it because her boyfriend got help because of the calling. Now I know it's just a movie and it's probably extreme, but God spoke to me through this movie how God uses imperfect people going about their everyday life, turning their careers into a calling, who are committed through the leading of the Holy Spirit to follow their calling with courage, connection and great conviction. The first thing is courage. You see, it takes courage to turn your careers into your calling to be strong in your faith, to be bold in your belief and to love people who are unkind to you. It's easy to love people that love you, right? But to love people who are unkind to you. It takes courage to face your fears in the midst of unknown. It takes courage to turn your life around when it's going in the wrong direction. It takes courage to be the solution, the answer to the situation you find yourself in and know that God can work it around for the greater good. 
It takes courage to believe all things will work together to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. I read this yesterday. It says, Courage is not always loud. More often it is having boldness to not say what you could say because your heart would rather win the greater battle because the good fight is the real fight of faith. That's pretty good, don't you think? Thank you, Lisa Bavia. Courage, connection. In this movie, it was vital for these people to stay connected and work together in order for them to beat the death date. You know, for you and I, for our faith to work, it must be connected to God's power. It has to be connected to God's power. And for our faith to grow, that's for our faith to work, and for our faith to go, we need to be connected to vital relationships with people who are of like-mindedness, who have one heart, one mind and one purpose for our faith to grow. That's why church and connect groups, yeah, this is the pastor now talking. That's why church and connect groups are vital for our spiritual growth. You know, my husband the other day asked me to bring some um, jump elites to him because he needed to jumpstart a car. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, you know what? Jump elites is like going to church on a Sunday when you connect your car to another car. (laughs) It's like that. It's like connecting yourself to God's Word this morning, to the power of God's Word. But in order for us, for that other car to be recharged, we've got to keep the car going, right? And that's what we do during the week. That's why connect groups are so vital in order for us, for our faith to grow and to continue doing what God has called us to do. Romans 12, 5 says, For we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So you cannot be disconnected from the very power of God's Word if you want your faith to work. But equally important, it is vital for all of us to be all in, all in to be in the body of Christ. We must be all in. God wants all of you, not just a part of you. And lots of people talk about the great exploits King David did, Joshua did, Elijah did. But let me tell you, it was the people around them that enabled him to continue to do the great exploits. You know, for Elijah, he needed an Elisha. For Moses, Moses needed an Aaron and an Ur. Moses needed his father-in-law, believe it or not. He needed Jethro as well. For Joshua, he needed the men around him. And for King David, he needed a Jonathan, a friend to protect him as well. He needed a Nathan, a Nathaniel to keep him accountable. We all belong to each other. We need each other. And now like ever before, we need to stay connected. Amen. Let me just say up front here, this cancel culture that's present right now is not a kingdom culture. You know, no, you, I don't believe what you believe. I, you don't, I don't get what you, I'm just going to cancel you. I'm going to cut you off social media. I'm just going to let it go. No, that's not a kingdom culture. The kingdom of God is all about long and lasting relationships. Courage, connection, conviction. It's time that we must stand firm in the faith. In order to do that, we've got to live by the code of truth. See, a person without conviction is at the mercy of circumstances. 
And if you don't determine what's important and how you live, other people will determine it for you. See, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. Paul says it this way in Romans 12 too. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How good is that? Let God. Coming back to the movie. It was imperative for these guys to obey their calling. You and I, we would call it living by the Holy Spirit convictions. You know, I'm absolutely certain what the enemy's plan is, is always to undermine, undermine God's Word in our life. That's why we must focus on what God says and have confidence and strength to live it out. The Bible says that the Word of God is living and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing of division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. It discerns our thoughts and the intents of our heart. That's why courage, connection, conviction has to be a way of life for us so we can release our faith for others so they can also encounter Him. Amen? So that also signs and wonders and miracles and visions become an everyday occurrence for us. Not just a Sunday morning event, but it becomes a daily occurrence wherever we go. In order for this to happen, you need your own encounter. You gotta have your own encounter. What does an encounter mean? An encounter means to run into God. And many of us right now, we need to run into God. There's an encounter with God that for us that can tr- transform us and change the trajectory of our life and purpose if we will make ourselves available for Him. Where miracles and signs and wonders don't become just something on a page, but it becomes an occurrence in our everyday life. Well, we're not talking about it, but we're experiencing it. See, the Samaritan woman's life got radically transformed when she had an encounter with Jesus. And God used her testimony to minister to all the people in Samaria. But they never really believed until they met Jesus for themselves, until they encountered Jesus. She was just the voice telling them, come meet a man who told me everything about myself. Finally, they said, now we have heard for ourselves And we know that this man is the Saviour of the world. See, someone else's encounter with God cannot change you. But your encounter can motivate someone else to want the same. Your encounter can motivate someone else to want what you've got. Amen? That's why we should never, ever stop sharing our own story for God's glory. People can deny the Bible. They can deny anything, but they can't deny your own story. And just like Claude shared about the fact that when you have your story and there's passion behind it, there is something about that that people want what you've got. Think about Paul, sorry, Saul, who became Paul. 
He saw the apostles performing miraculous acts. He was present there at Stephen. And we know that Stephen, everything shined over him as he ministered. But you know what? Saul's heart remained hard. In fact, it hardened even more. It wasn't until he had his own encounter did his life turn around. See, our encounter should distinguish us as someone who has met with Jesus. And through our faith and through our love, we are making a difference in our workplace, our schools, our universities, our homes, our marriages, our relationships, in every arena in our life. But the, an encounter is not just so you can experience a warm and fuzzy experience. It's for you to release your faith to others. And when it comes to encountering God, it's not about how good you are. Oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> it's not how good you are or how long you've been a Christian. It's not dependent on whether your, your mother or your grandmother was a Christian. It's not how, dependent on how long you've been attending church. It's not based on your qualification or your degree. It's not based on any of that. It's not based on how well you know your Bible. Although I encourage you to read the Word of God. Because the Bible talks about so many sinners and tax collectors and notorious sinners who had an encounter with God and that changed their life forever. And yet there were Pharisees, there were teachers, there were Sadducees. You know, there were priests that never encountered Jesus. They knew all about God, but they didn't know Him. They didn't encounter or experience Him. See, God sees not how we see. Zacchaeus was a sinner, but Jesus encountered him. Samuel was a little boy, yet God met him. I believe like never before, our young children are going to encounter Jesus like never before. Mary Magdalene was a demon possessed, but she had an encounter with Jesus that changed her life forever. She became a follower of Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 15, chapter 15, verse 16, You didn't choose me, but I have chosen you and I've commissioned you to go into the world and bear fruit. God chooses us all. He chooses us all, but it's only those who respond and are available that will really encounter Him. Which leads me to the second question. It's what you do with your encounter that really matters. Because your encounter is not just for you, it's for others. What you experienced this morning in worship, yes, it was for you to receive a fresh encounter, but it's for you to, it's for you to use it during the week. It's for you to carry His presence and His power during the week. And people are going to say, what is it about you? See, in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 13, we read, when people saw the courage of Peter and John and realised they were just unschooled, uneducated, smelly fishermen, yet they had met Jesus and they were astonished at what they were doing. It was Zacchaeus who was a misfit and a traitor and the chief tax collector who was hated by the Jews. And one day he heard about Jesus coming through. So he got out of his beautiful home, away from his family, away from his servants, away from the comforts of his home because he was hungry and wanted to see Jesus for himself. He moved out of his comfort zone. 
The crowds that He moved, pushed through, the crowds hated Him because they knew what He was doing. You know what the crowds represent? The crowds represent those who know all about God, but don't know Him don't know his heartbeat. And here we've got Zacchaeus who heard all about Jesus, wanted to know Him. And do you know what took place that day? Well, he got a dinner date with Jesus. He found himself, he got Jesus' attention. Why? Because he went out of his way to encounter Jesus. You see, the Bible is filled with people who have encountered God, who were broken, imperfect, fallen, and yet they had this in common. They were willing to seek Him above everything else and be used by Him. You see, this is when we truly can make a difference in our world around us. Zechariah, Zacchaeus ran away from the crowd. He pushed through the crowd because he wanted to see Jesus. And Zacchaeus' selfless hunger got Jesus' attention. And because of that, his whole household was saved. The greatest challenge we have right now, and I believe it's shifting. I honestly believe it's shifting because there are fresh encounters taking place. Is that because of the crowds, we're becoming consumed with the other voices. And you know, I believe as a church, we're laying, we're not putting Jesus as our priority in everything. The priority list is getting lower and lower, but I'm declaring right now that it's turning around. I'm declaring that there's a shift taking place, that we're above all, we're seeking Him in everything and making the Kingdom of God our primary concern. And the problem also is that some people, they want a fresh encounter. Who wants a fresh encounter? God spoke to me. And He was speaking to me too. But you haven't obeyed God at your last encounter. You get this spirit of forgettery. Yet we have no problem trying to take, getting upset with people because they haven't, they haven't kept their word to us. We have no problem telling God what He hasn't done yet. Yet we've forgotten to obey God with our last encounter. See, encounters are not just for you to have that warm, fuzzy feeling, as I mentioned. It's to be transformed and empowered to fulfil the Great Commission and go and make disciples. It's to carry His very presence. You are, you are geographical carriers of His presence. You don't leave this place and all of a sudden the presence of God goes. You carry His presence. And more than ever before, we need to be aware of that that we are carriers of His presence. And I believe 2022, this encountering faith that we are going to experience is going to be our new normal. For many of you who have not accounted that, it's going to be our new normal. We're going to lean into the Holy Spirit. We're going to love like we've never loved before. We're going to, we are going to be people that would listen to the Holy Spirit and obey it. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Amen. And this is what's going to take place as we encounter faith and have a new normal in our life, that God coincidences are not God coincidences. I believe like never before, you and I are going to have more God coincidences. We're going to be in the right place at the right time because we are led by the Spirit of God. You know, have you ever had this, have you ever had this before where someone is, comes on your mind and you haven't seen them for a long time, but that very afternoon you meet up with them? 
Why is that? That's a God moment. That's a God coincidence. You are right in the right place at the right time. And what is that for? That is so you can find a need and meet it. Find a hurt and heal it. Bring an encouraging word. Maybe that person you bump into is because God has set it up for you to align yourself because you are there to do something together. There's divine opportunities taking place. There are divine setups by God for a miracle to take place. That's gonna become our new normal. Miracles are a new normal, amen. And the greatest miracle of all is the miracle of salvation. And just like the woman at the well, when she goes back to Samaria, we are gonna say to people throughout the week, come meet a man who told me everything about me. And you know who that man is? That man is Jesus. That man is Jesus. We're going to plan moments that matter to you, but also plan to do something for another person that will simply be kind to someone and honour God. As the world would say, practise random acts of kindness. But it's not random to us because that is what our DNA is all about, right? The suddenlings of God are going to become more frequent Life-transforming suddenlies are going to take place. The aha moments, have you had one of those lately? The aha moments, God speaking to you. And you know, for some of you, it's not going to be just God speaking to you through His Word, although that is the main time when God speaks to me. But I believe God is going to drop an audible voice within you. And you are going to know, you're going to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and not the voice of the stranger anymore. It's time to turn your head off to the things of the world and start listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. The suddenlies of God are going to become more frequent. Life transforming suddenlies. There are going to be turnaround stories but we have to make ourselves available and we have to use our encounters and obey that calling. And we're gonna experience encounters to heal just by your presence, just by because you are carrying the presence of God. When you walk into a room, people are gonna get healed. Depression is gonna break off peoples of life because you carry the peace of God. People's lifestyle choices, as you walk in the room, as you walk by, they're gonna be convicted of it. Now let's remember this. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. It's the Holy Spirit in you. It's God's job to judge, but it's our job to love. Our job to love. I believe like never before, His presence and His power wants to be manifested throughout our week. And in closing, my prayer for 2022 is that you will have your own transforming encounter that will change the trajectory of your life, that your everyday, everyday normal occurrence, that miracles, signs and wonders, visions, God speaking to you through the night would become a new normal. But God is calling you. And for some of you, a long time, He wants to reveal Himself in a greater measure of intimacy. It's all about relationship. And He is standing at the door of your heart and He was saying to you, come and encounter me. God wants you to experience Him personally, not just to know all about Him, but to know Him, to know His heartbeat. You see, while the Israelites were seeing the miracles of God daily, Moses was experiencing encounters. Psalm 100 
and three, he said, He made known His way to Moses, His deeds to the people of Israel. Who wants to know Him? Who wants to encounter Him afresh? While there were many who received their miracles from Jesus, but it's only those who counted Him made an impact on the world around Him. I know I've repeated myself many times over, but God wants to manifest His presence. He wants to manifest His power. He wants to pour out a fresh encounter on you this morning. But the precept is, we must remain strong in our faith, bold in our belief and kind in our relationships. And to stay on course, we have to be courageous. We have to remain connected and we have to live by the code of truth, of conviction. And that is by the Holy Spirit. Let's seek God first for our own encounter and then be courageous enough to act upon it. You and I, as we obey the leading of the Holy Spirit, I believe more than ever the new normal is that not only is He in us, He's with us, the Holy Spirit, and He's partnering with us throughout the day. Watch it change your life forever. Watch it change your family forever. Your school, your workplace, your university, wherever you go, because you become carriers of Him. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.